0: Welcome to A Word with Dr. Shirley, a platform for faith, inspiration, and empowerment. A Word with Dr. Shirley begins now. A Word with Dr. Shirley, thanks so much for tuning in today. My name is Dr. Shirley, and I am a wife, mother, Bible teacher, nurse, author, speaker, entrepreneur, women's ministry leader, but most importantly, a servant of God. And I'm so excited to be with you today as I interview this amazing woman of God who I have the privilege to collaborate with in ministry and call friend. With me today is Sister Jennifer Sam, who has recently joined my team at Beauty for Ashes Global Ministry as a small group leader to teach crochet knitting. And so I just want to briefly introduce uh, Jennifer. She is a lead teacher for the New York New Jersey educational system. She is an accomplished educator who obtained her both her bachelor's and master's degrees in early childhood education. She enjoys using her experiences and skills to contribute to the classroom of growing minds and curious learners that happens every day in the school building. Dedicated and passionate children's ministry leader for over 10 years with a background in theater, drama, and praise dance performances. She's a devout Christian, wife, mother, and an inspiring entrepreneur who is building a brand in fashionable handmade crochet knit items. Two of her favorite quotes are, a good laugh is sunshine in the house. And the other, laugh my friend for laughter ignites a fire within the pit of your belly and awakens your being. And so without further ado, welcome, Sister Jennifer Sam. Welcome, Sister, to the platform today.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Shirley. It is a pleasure to be here today. I'm so excited. I'm honored. I can't wait to share all the things that God had me experience and um, bless me with the tools that he has given me i'm so excited to share with all the viewers and listeners
0: today amen amen so let's get started so our topic for today is education at home and public schools and this i'm sure for you is such a major topic, topic, rather, as an educator for so many years, and mom. Um, I'm sure you have a lot to share with us on this topic, so I do want to just dive right in. Can you please share with us this, what the Lord has put on your heart concerning education and why this topic is so important to you?
1: Well, education is so vital. It's so important for everyone should have to have. And I believe that everyone should have access to education. Um, but unfortunately, we live in a world where not everyone do have access to education. But if you do have that opportunity, seize it. Take advantage of it because education it pretty much helps you acquire the knowledge that you wouldn't, you know, basically get from just a basic lifestyle at home or wherever you are in the world. But to be exposed to learning new things, to um, gaining new skills, and socializing amongst different people, because you know it's not only education is not only school based, but it's also um, the connections you make with people that you meet as well. But it is so important to have, and why it's so important to me is because. One, I believe that as individuals, we never stop learning. No matter what age you are, um, no matter whatever you are in your life, there's always something new to learn, always room for growing. And that's if you allow yourself. You know, um, the Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? So that's something that you should be applying daily, not, oh, because I'm 50 years old or 60, I have it all. We don't. This, you know, especially now in the world that we're living in with so much technology. Me as a mom, I thought, hey, I got this. But my sons are teaching me a few things that I didn't know, and I was like, oh, okay. So you know, definitely have to be open to learning, and it's just so important because it helps you, you know, learn how to function in society, um, to function in your personal relationships, in your you know, friendships in your community, you know, so education helps you be well-rounded, so to say.
0: Amen. I mean, you're right. We never stop learning and the Bible, there, I mean, there's a whole chapter or a whole book rather dedicated to wisdom, right? And so mm-hmm we know that wisdom and knowledge go hand in hand. And and so it's so important that we're continuously, you know, gaining the necessary um, knowledge that it requires to be our best selves, whether it's in corporate America, in our spiritual lives and, you know, in our walk with God, whatever skill or talent we have without knowledge, you know, um, It's not really going to serve as much purpose. And so I'm really glad that you're reminding us today of the importance of education and how ignorance is truly, I think, the devil's playground. You know, when we choose to stay in ignorance. um, Matter of fact, the Bible says my people perish for lack of what lack
1: of knowledge. Come
0: that's on. right. So that's already a huge premise for us to know that as believers, God wants us to be in the know right. about all the things that we need to be educated on. And sometimes that requires going to an institution and mm-hmm. so that you can be equipped to be the best in that field or your best in whatever God has called you to do. Absolutely, I'm so glad that you know you're bringing this to the light because, um, a lot of times, especially believers, we can tend to over spiritualize (laughs) things and think that, oh, I got God, I got the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. I don't need nothing else, I don't need God, you know, the Bible and my faith and um, the Holy Spirit is all that I need, yes, to a certain extent, but no because God may require you to go sit in an institution and get a four-year degree, two-year degree, a a certificate, whatever it is, a trade school so that you can be equipped um, in addition to your anointed self to be able to, you know, be an asset to the world around you. So please don't take that approach of, you know, because I'm spiritual because I'm a Christian. That means I don't need education or I don't need more information. That's not true um, at all. So I do. Yes, go ahead.
1: Now, I was going to also add that, you know, even um, when Jesus was speaking to, you know, the disciples or the peoples, you know, he had to have that kind of, uh, um, experience that kind of education to break it down to them, to understand the spiritual things as well. And because he was amongst them, because he, he, he was, they were learning from him and he was learning from them as well. This is how he was able to use parables to help them understand these spiritual things. And with education, it's a foundation for to help you, you know, but you wouldn't know from a group of uh, uh, someone that's not in your culture. You learn that and you know how to maneuver, you know how to to uh, um, inquire about things and find out things and learn like, oh wait, the way I once thought, I cannot think like that anymore because I've learned something new, right? So all of these, uh, um, uh, basic knowledge skills that you need are very, very important. And, you know, it's not just, oh, read my Bible. I'm good. How do you apply it? Right. It's all about the application. And at the end of the day, you're human. So, you know, you're living in an earthly realm. So you got to connect with people, you know, <laughs> so it's not just the spiritual alone. It's hand
0: in hand, you know. Amen. I'm so Glad you you said what you said, because you pointing out how Jesus was constantly teaching the disciples through parables, that's powerful because one of the things that they often called him was rabbi, which Mm -hmm. means teacher. I mean, he's a teacher of teachers, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And so why, why did he take that approach and why did they call him teacher because they were disciples and as disciples you never stop learning right you never right. Um, as and and as Christians as believers we are disciples of Christ mm-hmm. so the same way that um, the disciples were always learning from Jesus, Jesus is still available to us to consistently teach us things that we don't know or uh, need a deeper understanding of so, great great way to start this conversation I do want to segue a little bit more specifically into this idea of Christian education right like so as Christian parents um, how do we address this issue of homeschooling versus like public school because I know this is a big there's a big divide right now where uh, there are I don't know what the statistics are but I'm sure um, the numbers would tell a story of like how many, parents feel it's best to homeschool versus send your kids to public school. So you being an educator again, and and a mom, can you shed some light on that?
1: Well, absolutely. So the first thing I will say is education, as we all know, starts from home, right? So that is the foundation that you are building for your child, for your children, is what are you giving them at home for them to use when they step out in the world? If you choose to allow them to go to public school, right? So um, you know, there's tons of scriptures on um, training up your child at, uh, in the in the way of the Lord, right? And uh, so those those uh, uh, basic Bible principles need to be applied at home right? So um, that's first and foremost important. Secondly, in terms of homeschooling, I would say over the years and for myself growing up, there has just been a big disparity in the way public schools are teaching our children, right? One thing we could definitely say is they have strayed away from God, right? They've taken out God in the public schools. They want to take it God, or they have taken out God in the Pledge of Allegiance and, and just so many different things where people are losing the fear of God. People are are, you know, not acknowledging our most heavenly father. They're not, they're not putting him first. They're not seeking the kingdom of God first. And And this is why you have all these uh, chaotic things that is taking place in the schools and inappropriate things that growing up, I was not even exposed to in kindergarten, second grade. Like, it's just crazy the amount of things that these children know at a very young age. So I do understand um, why many parents are, pulling their children out of school to homeschool them because, you know, they're not receiving wholesome, uh, respectable, appropriate education. Now they're just getting, you know, a lot of, uh, sex thrown in your face and, uh, drugs, alcohol, all of this, you know, you know, these discouraging things and it's understandable why, um, a parent would wanna homeschool their child. Um, Now, homeschooling has its benefits and it has its cons, as well as public school have their benefits and have their cons. Um, So uh, we could talk about homeschooling first. Homeschooling is, um, it's great. Um, Have I ever homeschooled my children? No, unfortunately, because of my schedule, right? Everybody have different lifestyles and different schedules that may not permit you to have homeschooling. But the benefits of homeschooling is that you can work with your child at their pace. Mm -hmm. Um, You can um, pick a topic of study that they're interested in. Um, You can um, give them the attention that they need as opposed to fighting to get attention from the teacher in a classroom of 25 to 30 students. You know, um, you can also speak about religion at home. You know, that that's very important because like I said in the beginning, you know, train your child up the way they should go and instruct them in the way of the Lord. So you have that, you know, and then homeschooling also it builds a bond between father and son and father and daughter, mother and son, you know, parents and children in general, you know, which is very important and you know as a parent what your child is getting, you know uh, their learning level and what they need and how you can better assist them. So I have, you know, great benefits to um, homeschooling. Um, a few of the cons with homeschooling, I would say, um, would be probably socializing, you know? Um, socializing with their peers, getting to know, um, you know, the the culture, the the background of someone their age, you know. And, you know, some parents might say, well, I can take them to the park or the library and they could get to know, you know, people like that. But honestly, in my opinion, it's a different um, kind of setting when you know you're in a classroom with your peer with your classmate every single day. And you guys can find a um, common common thing to talk about, whether it be the subject or the teacher or other students, you know, there's just that relationship that's built when you're in um, a classroom with other students. Also, um, besides the socializing, it teaches the, the child how to, um, handle um, bullying, how to handle uh, public speaking, how to handle, um, you know, um, maybe the child might want to do uh, school performances, right? That child may want to act in school. I know I did. I loved it. You know, that that opened me up because I was a very shy person. Um, it helped me to communicate with, uh, learn how to communicate with my peers and adults. Um, Not to say that you can't learn that at home, but it's just broadens your scope, you know, um, of uh, learning from others and different cultures. You know, um, growing up, uh, being in a classroom, I learned about Chinese people and what they eat and what they do or Indian and why they wear, you know, certain um, garments and you know look a certain way that helped me gain more understanding about the world around me so that's the cons that i have for um homeschooling um in terms of public school um let's talk about the pros first <laughs> before the cons um as far as the pros you know um like i mentioned before the the socializing it's good um if your child wants to go on school trips, community outreach, uh, school public schools are, you know, good on that depending on the public school you do attend. Um, fundraising, your child will learn how to do fundraisers. Um, and there's uh, uh, school clubs that your child could be a part of and, you know, just broaden their scope of learning and interacting with people and how to build relationships and how to, um, you know, be aware of certain things that um, they wouldn't necessarily get if they were at home, like, you know, how to develop friendships and know who's a good friend and who's not a good friend, right? Mm -hmm. So um, those are important um, key factors uh, in public education. Um, You know, I would say, you know learning learning how to um, behave in public too, right? Mm-hmm. How, how do you construct yourself in the classroom setting? Um, you know, raising your hand, speaking respectfully, um, abiding by the rules, you know, a little bit when you're at home, you're like, well, I'm home, I can kind of do what I want, so to say, uh, to some degree, but when you're in a public school, you know there's rules and regulations that you have to follow which is, you know, good for when you do become an adult and you have to learn how to function in, you know, the workplace and stuff. So, you know, it has its um, benefits. Uh, The cons, as you know, uh, your child has to deal with bullying. They have to deal with exposure to... uh, sex talk, and drugs, and alcohol, and unfortunately, what we're going through now in our nation is school shootings, right? That's that's so scary, you know, and to know that your child is in a place that they could possibly get hurt, killed, you know, no, no parent want to even fathom that, you know, so it's very risky, you know, so how do we as Christian parents deal with these two? I would say, you know, um, a lot has to do with your, um, the scheduling. Um, a lot has to do with your research. A lot has to do with your, um, connections, um, really trying to get yourself informed, right? You need to be informed about where you're placing your child and, um, you know, the school's policy and protocols, you know, find out, like, what do they do in terms of, um, in case of an emergency, a school shooting, uh, you know, what are, you know, what are the um, topics, the lessons that they're teaching, um, what is the school code and ethics? And, you know, there's so much that, you know, as a parent that goes into it, you know, And if you're a working parent and, you know, you just cannot do homeschooling, you just have to do your research and find out, you know, um, about the schools and the community within your state and how things are run.
0: Amen, amen. You made some really good um, points that I I wanted to go back to a little bit, like you talked about, you referred to um, the scripture, I believe Proverbs 22, 6, where it talks about, you know, training up um, your child in the way that they should go. And, you know, when they're older, they won't depart from it. I think that's a really good place for us to start this conversation in terms of Christian parenting, because we have to understand that there is a call, right? There's a burden there is um, there's an assignment that we have as parents to um, not only give these children the best possible well-rounded educational experience academically but we have to do all of that under the umbrella of our faith right and so what does that look like like that may look for some people that may look look like homeschooling right and mm-hmm. them that secure environment that safe space at home where they're getting you know uh all the they're, they're getting the best possible um experience in terms of all the stu- all the major subjects in school are being you know studied they're getting that individualized attention in addition to that one-on-one um curriculum for them spiritually so like you're developing a spiritual curriculum that is specific for your child you know exactly what they're getting
1: um and-
0: yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But at at the same time, you know, you talked about the cons a little bit of homeschooling. And I want to touch on that in that same vein, because I had an experience recently that blew me away. So my son, for those who know me, my son and I are preparing for college. Um, He's going off to college next year. So we went to visit a college recently and something happened that blew me away. Um, Because the college that we went to is a Christian college. And so 90% of the students coming in come from Christian backgrounds also. Mm -hmm. So I met this wonderful family. Um, The uh, young lady um, in question was, I want to say 16. And she was already coming in to the fall as a freshman in college because she was homeschooled. And she advanced, you know, quickly Mm -hmm. with um environment, um, which is great, but here comes the con. There was an event for all of the kids, you know, to get to know each other, bond and eat and fellowship. And she was like a deer in headlight. She could not do it. While I was plucking my son from the basketball court, like we gotta go, it's been hours. Yeah. She was she was sitting in the with her mom awkward and feeling so bad about how she could not mingle. She could not mm-hmm. blend it. She was telling her mom, like, it's all your fault. Like, you homeschool me and now I can't socialize. And that broke my heart to see wow. her like that. because She was brilliant, bright. You know, she had advanced um, academically, but socially she was like mm-hmm. years behind. And, and I could feel her mom's pain. I could feel her pain because it was like, she was in her own world looking at she was standing outside of the world looking at everybody mm-hmm. having fun so that was hard and although i've always wanted to homeschool my son he's now going to be 17 didn't happen um right. <laughs> but i i'm grateful at that moment i was like "Ooh, i'm really grateful in one sense that you know we've never had to deal with him not being a social butterfly like he is a social butterfly and he's a he's he easily adapts to every environment and i know a lot of that i owe to the schooling right that has being in sports like you talked about all the different clubs he's been a part of that makes him it doesn't matter where we are he's able to just spark a conversation like he knew them for years <laughs> All right, all right. Yeah. um so i everything you said i literally saw that come into play and then you know like you talked about for the parents that opt for um taking their kids to public schools you know just know that you still have that burden from the lord to mm-hmm. Teach them spiritually. Like you still have the assignment. You see, there's still a call on you to, you know, build into build into their curriculum that spiritual piece. You cannot leave it up to the church.
1: Nope.
0: I, I feel so. But and you being a youth, we you know, we both have been youth leaders, and so we can speak to we can attest to this when you know we're dealing with teens, we're dealing with adolescents, we're dealing with youth that have gotten nothing at home spiritually and they come to Sunday school, they come to church expecting you to give them to kind of put a miracle together. Like you're supposed to like give them everything they need in 30 seconds or an hour, however long you spend with them. Like you're supposed to just make this magic happen when the work wasn't done at home. Like, right. Because, what the, the the people who are positioned in ministry and churches they should be supplementing what you are doing at home mm-hmm. right um so that's a big thing that i'm sure you can speak to like again being working so closely with the youth not only at work but in church as a youth leader you've seen the effects right oh, yeah. um, when the parents don't do the work at home um how that can really greatly impact the children so I'm really glad like we set up that sort of Parallel between you know the pros and the cons of being in a in a, in a public school system versus be, get, you know having training your child at home, which is phenomenal. It's ideal. It's like the perfect. If you can do it, do it. But just know that there's ups and downs to it. There's pros and cons to it. Um, and you've got to make sure you give your child that social piece. Yep. Um, that's big because. <laughs> That can really affect them for years to come as adults. Like, you know, being in society, being awkward, being labeled, being ostracized is not something that anybody would want their child to go on to deal with.
1: That's true. I would like to add on to something that you did say Um, in terms of um, Christians putting their children in um, public schools. Right. So one thing I will share is my experience as. A mom and a teacher in a public school. So you have that uh, battle of information, that's what Mm -hmm. I'm going to call it, that is given to your child, and you as a parent that you want to teach your child at a certain time of their lives, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to have these awkward conversations, right? So it's like, I don't wanna to talk to you at seven years old about drugs or guns or sex or whatever have you. I have to say this is very important. Yeah, We are living in a real world with real issues with lots of exposure, okay? We have the internet. We have children have access to phones social media, media, excuse me, everything. I mean, just literally everything. And now as Christian, as Christian parents, it's time for us to wake up and get with the program, okay? You have to be as uncomfortable as it is. You have to be transparent with your children. If you're not, they're gonna get the information and formulate their own thoughts, which can lead them down the wrong path, right? It is our job to teach them godly wisdom. Now you say, how do we do that? How? Well, like I said before, first and foremost, education starts at home. So you need to build that foundation with your child. Talk to them. There's plenty of examples in the Bible of different um, things that took place now. Am I saying to just throw it at them? No, you know, your child, you know, their level of understanding what they can uh, receive. You know, don't throw it all at once, but also speak to your child. See what they're curious about. Then <clears throat> pray on it. Ask God for wisdom. Well, God, how do I address this topic of Drinking. Or sex, or you know, um, um, bullying—whatever that topic is, right? Um, one thing I will say is, um, my eight-year-old son came one day. And he told me, "Oh, mommy, um, someone in my school told me that Jesus isn't real, and um, that uh, he's he's made up, and they're just saying that to control you. Is that true?" So now I'm like, okay, this is, it's not uncomfortable, but, you know, it's a matter of, okay, how can I express to him at his level so that he can understand? And, you know, we had that conversation. I said, well, you know, Jesus is real because, and I gave him, you know, a slew of examples of what happened in my life personally and what happened to him. I'm like, do you remember that time when, you know, you fell off your bike or such and such happened, and then you prayed or when grandma was sick and we prayed and, and we believed um, believe Jesus and we prayed and, and she was healed and this and that. And I, and I told him, I said, listen, you're gonna to go to school and people are going to say, God doesn't exist. People are going to say, oh, that's fake or they're not going to respect God. They're going to use God name in vain. You're going to hear people say God mm, and, you know, uh, all these things that you're like, oh, well, why are they saying that? And, you know, I had to explain to him also that we live in a sinful world. Mm-hmm. Sin uh, uh, causes people to do the wrong things. Sin opposes God. Sin does not want us to do the will of God. So we do everything opposite of God. And and here's the outcomes of sin, right? But here's the outcomes when we do follow God, right? And God is testing us. God is seeing if we really are for him, if we really love him like he said, like we say we do, if we're really gonna keep his commandments. And you know, we have this conversation and he's asking me tons and tons of questions Some of them I can answer and some of them I can't. And I say, you know what? I'll get back to you on that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna go in my Bible. I'm gonna see what you know um, the Lord says about it. And I actually have to follow through with it. Parents, follow through. It's important that you follow up with your child. If you don't, that curiosity is gonna linger in their minds and they're gonna, like I said, formulate their own thoughts and start thinking a certain way that could be detrimental to them. And, and we don't want that, you know? Um, so try to be transparent as possible, but, you know, find uh, appropriate words and uh, maybe visuals or stories, parables, <laughs> you know, to use to help, you know, your child um, gain this understanding. And, and also, you know, be real, tell them what they're gonna see. You know, um, not to talk too much, but uh, for my um, my son who's in high school, too, I I remember this day like yesterday. I told him, listen, eighth grade is not the same as high school. This is what you're going to see. This is what you're going to hear. This is what you're going to experience. And, you know, be ready, you know, to tackle this. And, you know, if you're having trouble, come to me. Let me know. Tell me. I wanna know. And and I tell him too, you know, don't be afraid to talk to me about something. Like, I went through it too. Mm-hmm. I like boys, very young. <laughs> so you're gonna have a crush. You're gonna see a girl, you're gonna like her. You might wanna kiss her, but no, don't. Don't <laughs> touch her on this because here's the consequences. I tell him that. And you mm-hmm. know, you have to be real. You don't shun it away and don't say, oh, I'll talk about it later. Cause that later may never come and they end up doing stuff and they can like, how could you No, How could you, it was your responsibility. So,
0: right.
1: you know, um, be transparent, pray, ask for wisdom and, and God will help you through it. Definitely.
0: Amen. <clears throat> you made some, excuse me, some really valid points. Um, and if I was to just, um, summarize it, I think what I got from, everything you just said is that, you know, as parents, we have to be the first educators at home, right? Like we have to really do the work so that not only are our kids, you know, well-rounded, like we talked about, um, but they are equipped to take on the world. They're equipped for for the temptations of the world. They are equipped for the rejection from the world. They are equipped for, you know, uh, uh, everything that society is going to throw at them with no remorse, no regret, mm-hmm. with the intent to strip them of their values, their morals, their, um, you know, their, their their foundation, their faith, mm-hmm. you know, society is designed to strip them of all of these things. And so if we're not really like almost having like spiritual boot camp at home with mm-hmm. our children so that, you know, we're preparing them for for real world problems, yeah. right? Like, because at home, it's like most Christian household, it's, it's almost a you, you, utopia, right? Like it's a perfect, mm-hmm. quiet, loving environment. You know, maybe there's no arguing, there's no this. It's, you know, it's a very holy atmosphere, but then you're going to go out there, It's going to be cussing, there's going to be you know, everything under the sun. And if they're not prepared, this can be almost traumatic to them. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Because, and then the, the the trick of the enemy is going to be, well, you're not perfect and, you're, and your little perfect family is not perfect and you guys are um, hypocrites because no, the real world, nobody lives like that. Like nobody, everybody cusses, everybody has sex, everybody that, you know, like the enemy comes to make the children feel like the environment at home, your lifestyle at home is what should be rejected and not sin. Mm-hmm. Not sinful, you know what I'm saying? And so if they're not properly equipped to say, listen, this is how he's going to come, but this is how you're going to rebuke him. This is how you're going to plead the blood. This is how you're going to quote the scripture. This is how you're going to take your stand. That's how you're not going to compromise, right? Like if we don't do that, then not only do we have to deal with potential major complications with these children as they become adults, but before God, we're going to be held accountable. Right. Um, and there's one particular scripture that I, I want to read that really hits home with this whole concept of parents teaching your children the word. And it's in Deuteronomy 6, 7. And it's, and this is where Moses really encouraged the, Israelites to teach their children about the Lord, right? And and the idea with the scripture is that we should be teaching them when we talk, when we sit, when we walk, when we lie down, wake up, like the word has to be incorporated into everything. And so it says these words, which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. Meaning Mm -hmm. the word should be literally incorporated into every aspect of not only our children's lives, but our lives so that they can see something to model, right? Right. Because children are sponges and they're going to just absorb their environment. Whatever you give them, they're going to give it back to you. Um, So this is why, and you also talked about parables and Jesus. And I just love that because like, if we're honest, even if you don't know too much about You know, you don't know too much scripture. If you're a parent, you know, tuned in and you're just like, man, what example should I use on how to be a good Christian parent? Jesus? Like, just look at Jesus. Just look at how he (laughs) taught the disciples. Look at how he took the time, right? Like, he gave them these parables, real world examples to apply spiritual principles. Like, he made it real. He made it practical. He broke it down so that there's no way they wouldn't understand what he was saying, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's a, that really corroborates what you just said about how, you know, with your son and all the different ways that you try to like really make the word practical to them, especially depending on what age they are, right? Right. Depending on um, their age group, you have to use different tactics, like, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, uh, pictures, um, Mm -hmm. illustrations, uh, you know, uh, theater, drama, however, you know, there's so many (laughs) Something. There's yep. so many ways, but you gotta get creative. You gotta know mm-hmm. your child, and then also, you know, every child has different learning needs, right? Mm-hmm. Like every, no one child is the same. So, what I'm trying to say, it's gonna take work, parents. It's mm-hmm. gonna take work. Not easy. This is why I don't recommend anyone having children until you're ready. Mm-hmm. Don't go and have children for them to suffer um, financially, suffer spiritually, suffer psychologically, because. You have to be really committed and invested into these children, to for them to be the best adults. Right? It's gonna take a lot of work, um, and so I hope that's one thing that people are pulling from this conversation. It's it's a beautiful journey. It's a beautiful journey when done right. <laughs> you know, uh, parenting is just so such. At least for me, it has been an amazing, almost seventeen years now. My son's gonna be seventeen in just a couple months. Can't believe he's. Time went by so fast. Um, of course, lots of ups and downs, highs and lows, but the reward when people can tell you, wow, you did an amazing job with your child, right. or wow, you were, or, or someone could look at your child and say, ooh, your parents did a great job with you. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's worth more than a million bucks, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, when they're in, you know, very uh, toxic, sinful environments and everyone around them is going left and they're like, I'm a man of God. Right. Man. Like right. I I literally one time I almost, I don't know, crashed a car because I was driving and I was with my son and a friend and I just remember him saying, he's like, I'm a man of God. Like, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. I just felt, I got, I just wanted to hoop and holler behind the wheel. <laughs> He just like Mm-mm, not happening, you know. And I, when he said it with such authority and boldness, it was just like, wow. Like right. moments like these make everything that you go through as a parent so worth it, you know. When your child can literally uh, almost uh, uh, reflect you know, all the years of you pouring into them and. You know, teaching them scripture, taking them to Sunday school, uh, or even if you didn't have a, a Sunday school, you didn't have a church, but you did it at home. You know, just giving them the word and then having them walk it out. It's like, it's yeah.
1: so cool. And to add on, you as a parent have to walk it out. Oh, um, that's yeah. very important. Um, one thing I would say is. When you are wrong, admit you're wrong. Yes. Oftentimes, as parents, we want to call out our children and say, "Well, you did wrong, and you should know better." And did it, da da, da da, point, 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 point to yourself. Sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. For me, I'll tell my son, like I spoke to him the other day. And he was like, "Mom, how how was work? How how did the ch- children treat you?" And I'm like, "You know what? I had a rough day, actually." I came out of a line. I gotta admit, they they were they were getting on my nerves a little, and I kind of screamed, and I, I kind of lost self control, and you know I could have handled it better. I could have done that better. You know, I'm the adult in the situation. I shouldn't have let them got to me. You know, get to me in, in that magnitude, but I did, and. I feel bad, and you know I'm going to work better on it tomorrow. Like tomorrow is going to be a new day. I'm going to do better. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask God to help me. Just you know, saying these things, they're listening. They're watching. They want to see how you really apply it. You know, because guess what? That I discovered Mm
0: -hmm.
1: your child know about Jesus. But they don't really believe in Jesus until they see how you put in the work to show them that Jesus is real. It is through your life. It is through your application. It is through how you live, how you speak, how you move, right? And this is how my son said, you know what, mom? Because I've seen you do this and I've seen you go through this and you really prayed about it and you really went through the scripture and you waited. I can see that God is truly real, right? Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to speak about it and then your child feel like, oh, I got to do this because my parents said I got to do it.
0: Oh, absolutely. And this generation, they're going to call you out. If, oh. If they call a spade oh, yeah. as a spade. <laughs> you know, like, they're not holding back. And I, I've actually shared in the past, like, my son, he's kept me on my toes in that sense. Like, mm-hmm it out quick, like, mm-mm. you know, like if you know if like I'm right now, I'm on this journey for my health, and I'm trying to do better with my diet and working out. And so, if he sees me like trying to cheat on my diet or not wanting to work out, he's like, Mom, mm-mm. "Nope." He will literally pick me up, literally mm-hmm. physically, out of the bed, like, "We going to the gym," like, you know, because he he basically. Has been given those tools to be able to do that, right? So, whatever that I've done with him in terms of keeping him accountable to um, whatever goals he has, or you know, being on time, or being uh, accountable, being reliable, cleaning his room like all these things. And so, if he sees me slipping up, he's calling me on it. He's calling me, listen, he's calling me out on it, and that's the way it should be, right? Mm Because how often would you know that they've learned what you taught them is when you start to sort of like return demonstration they start to do it back to you or put it into application in in layman's terms
1: Absolutely absolutely. So is key parents you know you know you have to not only be transparent but you have to admit when you're wrong and you have to you know show your child you know what to do um in terms of when you're wrong and when you're at fault, you know, apologize, say I was wrong, you know, sometimes we as parents, the way we speak to our children, it's it's terrible. And then when the child speaks back to you that way, you want to get all, excuse me, I'm the mom, I'm the, and, you know, they're learning from you how to, you know, build a relationship, how to to do communication skills. And if you're not showing the appropriate way to communicate, then, you know, they're not gonna communicate well. And you can't be mad at them, you know? Um Don't like, you know, if you need to pass, say, excuse me. <laughs> and then don't get mad at you if they walk over your foot and don't say, excuse me. <laughs> You're like, you gotta teach them that, you know? You gotta teach them hello. You gotta teach them, you know, um excuse, you know, Mom, Dad, can I please have this? The same respect that you want, you got to give it to them too.
0: Amen, amen. And I, I'll I'll just, I'll go out to say that, you know, we are the first Bible that our children read. You know, before they read the, the words on a page, they see you and your actions. And they see, you know, uh, is she truly, does she truly practice this, this, Thing that she's preaching to me or is it just right. religion and if we're not careful we end up by the time the child is 18 they want nothing to do with the church they want nothing to do mm-hmm. with God because they literally saw you do everything contrary like you basically told them do as I say not as I do and yeah. that will never work right that will never work so like sister Jennifer said you know we need to be the example, just like Jesus was and still is, the example that he, you know, he modeled. He he was the perfect model, the perfect example, the perfect teacher, the perfect everything. So that we and the disciples will have something to model after. This is the same thing for us. Like we need to take that. We'll never be Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, we're flawed by nature, right. but we can strive and we can take pages from Jesus's book to, you know, really put our best foot forward every day and live not just for ourselves. I think the biggest problem that our society is facing is that we have a bunch of people that are self-serving, self-pleasing, they're narcissists by nature, and they don't put their children first because they're too busy with mm-hmm. themselves first. And there's no good parent out here that will put themselves before their children. Every good parent I know puts them children first, yep. right? for God so loved the world that he gave. John 3, yeah, 16. God is the best <laughs> parent. Hello. He is the best parent, right? To He He showed us this whole concept through giving us Jesus the son, his greatest gift. He put us before himself in that he gave us his most prized possession in Jesus. And so, you know, we said a lot. We said a lot in our short time, but I do wanna, um, I want to give you the opportunity to, you know, for some parents that are tuned in, that maybe struggling um, with parenting, whatever scope of the pe- spectrum they're on, whether they're dealing with toddlers or teens or even grown adult children, like I want to give you the opportunity to give them, you know, some advice and how, you know, they can succeed in that area.
1: Okay. So um, one thing I've learned as a parent, which I always say to myself, God is funny. Some people don't think God is funny, but I think God is funny. And what I mean by that is being a parent showed me how God views me dealing with me as a Christian. What do I mean by that is When we see our children make mistakes, they're growing, they're learning, they're doing this. We have to be patient, right? Because there's a lot of things that they don't know. And there's a lot of things that we're trying to teach them. And there's that resistance and pullback because they want to be able to be independent and do it on their own. We as Christians, we are the
0: same
1: way, right? We tell God no, we feel like we could do it on our own and we we struggle with this and that and God is being absolutely patient with us through this process. Mm -hmm. So I wanna encourage you to view yourself, I mean, view your child in the eyes of the way God views you, the way he's patient and long suffering with you You know, um, apply those principles with your children as well. You know, they're not going to get it right the first time. They're not going to uh, um, be perfect. Right. But you want to see them thrive. You want them to be their best and do their best. And how can you make that happen? It's all about relationship. The relationship you have with God is the relationship you will learn to build with your child right? So if you're giving God time, he's going to give you the tools. He's going to give you the ingredients that you need to make that cake, right? He's going to show you how. So you need to give him that time. And then you apply that with your relationship with your child, right? And when your child is having difficulty, you go to the Lord, like your God. You know, you got me help me with this. And God will say, I got you, my child. Amen. God wants to train you up in the way that you should go. So Amen. that you can train your child up in the way that they should go. And that it would just be a legacy going on and on and on that you will leave you on earth, right? So yeah. it's just I would say, you know, you know, it's not gonna be easy. <laughs> you know, letting go of sin is not easy. So don't expect the easy road, but do be patient. Do, you know, seek the face of the Lord and ask God how to help you. Also, not only that, but connect yourself with people, right? God put us on this earth to be connected with people that can help us, right? And now you may say, well, I don't know anybody. I don't know. or I don't like people. Well, guess what? You gotta like somebody, right? You gotta learn to connect with people. There might be people that's so resourceful around you and you don't even know. You know, talk to um, talk to your church community if you have a church community. Um, talk to maybe family, friends, uh, people in the school, right? Even sometimes you can get information from people who are not believers, and that information leads you to other things that you know. That's just a segue for you to get to the destination that you need to get to. So, don't be too strong, of like oh, I'm not going to ask this person because they're not Christian. You know, be practical, be real. You know, um, join a Facebook group, talk to you know moms and or parents and. See what they have to offer. Read books. There's lots of good parenting books out there. Mm-hmm. Um, join a, a faith-based church or organization. Yes. Like, get connected. Mm-hmm. Get connected. Don't make yourself feel like you're alone. Don't make you uh, make yourself feel like you're all great and mighty. and You can do it on your own. No, you can't. Right. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, you know, go and make disciples go out, right? Jesus needed us too to spread his word, right? The disciples had to go out and share the gospel with all that they everyone that they you know met. And 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 the same for us, we have to go out and we have to make these connections, meet people, and lo and behold, you don't know that is an assignment for God for you to meet this person and influence that person, you know, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. So you don't know what God is doing behind the scenes. Right. So just be open to being open. (laughs) If that
0: makes sense. Um, And, um,
1: yeah, that's all I gotta say, you know,
0: that was amazing. Sis. So amazing. Um, I just want to give you, uh, the opportunity now to share with viewers or those who are tuned in, how they can connect with you, especially for your uh, products and services as a crochet extraordinaire, if you can share
1: that. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay. Um, you can connect with me um, via jcrochetcollection/payhip.com I have some products there to sell sell. and um, also I will be doing some classes if you're interested in um, joining. I'm also part of the Beauty for Ashes Global community. You can join us on that, our IG page and our Facebook page, Beauty for Ashes Global. Um, You can look me up there um, and, and, and send me a private message um and on Facebook I'm uh J Crochet but it's J A Y crochet um you can connect with me on there as well um and if it's if you you know you want more uh parenting tips as well you know besides the crochet um feel free to communicate with me I am open um like I said I'm a teacher by heart so if it's education um services or um, information or websites that you want to know how to use or how to apply certain biblical principles at home with your child, um, let me know. I also do uh, Sunday schools as well on Zoom. So connect with me on uh, the social media platforms. And if you're interested in joining us, you know, I will send that information your way. Um,
0: And... Yeah, that's it. Amen. Amen. That was amazing. And so that is all we have for you today, folks. And I pray that something that was said resonated with you, your situation, and your spirit, and lead you one step closer to Jesus. And if you're tuned in today and you have not yet committed your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, my prayer for you is that today would be that day. According to Romans 10, 9, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And there's no better decision that will guarantee you the best possible life on earth and when you leave this earth. After you've made the decision, this decision, I encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. That will aid you to grow spiritually and be all that God has created you to be. And for all the ladies that are tuned in and, you know, you may be looking for a support system and a group of women to fellowship with and grow spiritually, look no further. Please connect with us at Beauty for Ashes Global Women's Ministry. We offer a variety of ways. That you can do just that from virtual small groups, monthly girl talk sessions, conferences, retreats, and so much more. Visit our website today at www.beautyforashes-global.com for ways that you can connect and partner with us. God bless you. Until we meet again. Thanks for listening to A Word with Dr. Shirley, a platform for faith, inspiration, and empowerment. To connect with Dr. Shirley, follow her on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Shirley Lefebvre or visit her website at www.drshirleyphd.com. God bless.